You're listening to the Joy Junkies Show podcast, episode 251. You can find information on anything referenced in this episode at thejoyjunkie.com slash 251. You're listening to the Joy Junkie Show, your source for getting your shit together in love and life. Wouldn't it suck if I really talk like that? I'm Mr. Smith. I'll be hanging out on the show with you guys. So without further ado, here's your host, life coach, speaker, all-around badass, just happens to be my beautiful bride, Amy E. Smith. Hey, hey, Madoff. Well, hello, hello. How are you this lovely day? It's such a beautiful day. It's a gorgeous day. Spring has sprung, the squirrels are chasing each other. At least it's finally spring. I know. I know. Well, we'll see. Tomorrow might be a whole other day here in North Carolina. Well, I'm pretty sure that tomorrow will be a whole other day. Tomorrow will be a whole other day. <laughs> Literally speaking, yes. I think it... Way to call me out. Will for sure be, I think. Tomorrow is another day. Sounds like a James Bond movie. Tomorrow <laughs> is another day. <laughs> All right. Let's get to it. Sorry. Oh, yeah. People are listening. Oh, yeah. That's right. That's right. We do need to uh, get back on track. So this week on the show, we're going to be talking about breaking the cycle of self-sabotage and mm. how we kind of get in our own way over and over again, especially about things that we really want to accomplish. So what is that all about? And there's something very exciting about this particular week. What's that? Do you hear a little? I don't. Well, now I do. Is it? I do hear it coming. Maybe around that mountain over there? The, I, well, yeah, that I hear that coming around the mountain. That's right. Uh-huh. Oh. We interrupt this broadcast of the Joy Junkie Show to bring you this urgent free shit alert. Repeat, this is a free shit alert. It is. Oh. It, it's a free shit alert. Free shit alert. <laughs> oh, my God. Yes. I love free shit alerts. What's the free shit alert this time? If you go to thejoyjunkie.com slash 251, the show notes page for this particular episode, you can get yourself a free cheat sheet. I've created a worksheet for you specifically around self-sabotage, and you will want to have that as we go through our time together today so that you can take notes and hmm. look at how all of this stuff might apply to you. So a little freebie for the pod today. Freebie. And you probably have heard me say this ad nauseum, but there is something that happens when you actually take pen to paper and start crystallizing things that you really want to make headway on. It becomes more concrete in your brain and you're far more likely to take action on it. So scoot your little batoot over to thejoyjunkie.com slash 251 and get your, your freebie cheat sheet so you can follow along with this episode. And one other little announcement. And I talked about this a little bit last week. I've started a new VIP interest list for a retreat That's right. that I am going to conduct. It won't happen until October, but the early VIP list will have the opportunity to jump in at the very end of May. So you can spread out your payments over a much longer period of time. You get all the sexy bonuses, extra discounts, all of that. If you want to be notified first and foremost, about this exciting retreat, which I don't even have any specifics for. I will tell you as soon as I do. 
make sure you get your ass on that list. And all you have to do is go to thejoyjunkie.com slash retreat and just throw your name in there and we'll make sure that you are notified first. That sounds great. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe I'll have you show up there or something. Uh Uh-oh. Maybe we could do a little vacation or something. Oh, now you're talking. Yeah, we got to think about this. Now you're talking. Mixing business and pleasure. Yeah. Yeah. Ride it off, baby. Oh, my God. (laughs) It's very fiscally responsible. Right. All right. Well, why don't we get the mics warmed up a little bit before we jump into all things sabotage. Okay. Oh, we have a segment. Oh, yeah. My segment. Yours. Yeah. It's called the... Would you rather... Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. So we're going to get really sophomoric here. Oh, great. I can't wait. Would you rather have your breath smell like a really bad fart? Oh, gosh. Or have your laugh sound like a fart? Oh, my gosh. (laughs) (laughs) That would be your laugh. (laughs) Really? Like that? That's That's your fart laugh? <laughs> I have too much that chapstick. really built up. I have too much chapstick on. You really built up for that. Oh my gosh. Wow. wow. There is a reason for that E rating on this show. That <laughs> is some explicit content. Okay. Would I rather my my breath always smells like farts? Yep. Really bad fart. No matter if I'm like brush teeth and all of that. Don't matter. Or my or my laugh sounds like a fart. Does not matter. And I I think I pick that. The laugh like a fart? I do because I can't I can't imagine just brushing my teeth and f- having freshness. Still having but, fart breath. Yeah, but yeah. yeah. And I would much rather people know me for having a laugh that sounds like farting. Yeah. It's like more catchy and kind of funny. And mm-hmm. then like you can't be around her because when she breathes, it's like. Ah. It's yeah, atrocious. Can you imagine like somebody would come up and get, have you seen that cat? And you're like, what, what? cat? The cat that shit in your mouth. <laughs> or who was that comedian that was like, your breath is so bad, they look forward to your farts. Because <laughs> 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 I could just see that creating such so much more fun. Where it would be hard is when you're in the movies or you're in a public place. and then Out to dinner with friends. Everyone thinks you're farting. Yeah. They're like, oh, wow, table 74 over there. There's somebody, they're like farting loudly. Right. They just do not care. So you'd have to develop some sort of way to like kind of stifle it. Like, don't try to loophole it. I'm trying trying to loophole it. Don't be like after hours. I know. I know. Come on. Okay. So let me tell you if you are a part of our after hours community, which anybody can be a part of, all you do is just go over to thejoyjunkie.com slash club. It will follow re- the rules. It'll redirect you right over to the to the club. And there is a grouping of people over in after hours who are usually looking for a good loophole in the would you mm-hmm. rather. Because we discuss it every single Monday. And I always do trainings every Thursday. I answer questions that have come up from the community. There's always extra bonuses over there. So come hang out. It is it's a hoot. And then be sure to tell us from this week what you would rather. Yes. Yeah. Please. Well, well, what would you pick? I would probably pick the laugh that sounds like a fart. (laughs) Yeah, because, you know, I mean, that's just offensive when your breath stinks. Constantly. Yeah, especially, there's people like that that have that helitosis. Yeah. You know, and and 
nothing against them, but man, it is just really hard to be. It's around. a challenge. It is a challenge, and I'd rather. It's a challenge for people that have it. Exactly, I'd rather be known for having a laugh. Like, sounds a, like a sounds like, yeah, than yeah. being known for having wickedly bad breath. Yeah, I have anyway. to agree with you. Well, come over to After Hours and tell us which you would rather and explain your reasoning because that is so much fun. So fun. What do you say we get into a conversation about self-sabotage? Mm, I really don't want to. Well, it's my wanna, show, so... I'm going to go ahead and just self-sabotage the show. No, that's not how it works. Oh, it's not? That's not how uh, any of this works. All right, then let's have a conversation. Fine. All right. Okay, so let's move into how to stop sabotaging yourself. And again, you want to have the cheat sheet that accompanies this pod. Again, you can find that on the show notes page. One of the reasons why, well, let me let me start here. Self-sabotaging behavior is really just acting in ways or eliciting behavior that is not conducive to what you really want. So it's kind of these conflicting the competing elements of usually immediate gratification versus what I really want in the grand scheme of my life. So a great example would be immediate gratification of texting your ex when you know that's like sabotaging your growth and trying to move on and establish healthier relationships or find a a better suitor for yourself. And so you know that's what you really want. You really want in the grand scheme of your life to move on. But the immediate feel good is usually based in I'm lonely and I'm needy and I want somebody to tell me I matter and maybe I'll feel better if I get a good response from this person. So let me reach out. Mm. And so it's behavior that you are doing that that does not align with what you really, really want. Another easy way to talk, talk about this is in the form of diet and exercise. Obviously, the immediate feel good is to eat the cake or the, the you know, ben pizza. And yeah. Or to skip the workout. Ben and Jerry's. Oreos. I mean, you name it. Skittles. <laughs> Snickers bars. Go. With any go. of those. Go. Go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I really wanted to cheer you on with that. <laughs> But yeah, so the immediate gratification, that's what's usually the hardest to surmount. And remember that we're usually in pursuit of a greater vision in that particular category of our lives. So there's a piece to giving yourself some compassion that usually making the stronger choice is usually harder. It's harder to say no to the pizza. It's harder to actually go to the gym. It's hard to actually delete somebody from your phone or from your Facebook account. So there's a piece to sabotaging behavior in understanding that a lot of times we sabotage because it's just fucking easier. It's easier. It's It's more, it's comfortable. It's way more comfortable or Another huge sabotaging behavior that people will have is when they get into relationships, if it doesn't, if it, if there's any little red flag or cause for alarm, instead of talking about it and working it out, it's like, uh, I'm just going to close this down and I'm going to run away and they're not for me. And so you kind of sabotage yourself in getting to know people or having rich relationships like that because you 
you tend to go to this easier behavior. It's easier to run away than it is to extend yourself and to be vulnerable Mm -hmm. and put yourself out there. That totally makes sense. So we usually will sabotage ourselves primarily based in some kind of fear. So I want you to think about what area of your life you tend to put the brakes on. Where do you say, I really want to go back to school or I really want to start dating again or I really would love to start a family or I would love to start my own business or what are the things that you say, here's what I want and then you do behaviors that are exactly opposite. Mm Mm-hmm. We all have those, don't we? We all do. We all do it again because it's easier. It's less effort to sabotage so most of the time. You know, you don't ever see somebody who has amazing success who said that was fucking easy. It's on, yeah, you have to get uncomfortable. Right? right? You have to extend yourself and you have to work hard. Yeah. In any of these instances, if you lose 100 pounds or even if you lose 10 pounds, that involves a lot of fucking hard work. It's easier to sabotage yourself. So just if you're getting on your case or you're starting to beat yourself up about, I always get in my own way or I always sabotage myself, give yourself that permission and that compassion that of course you do because that's way fucking more fun. A lot easier, for sure. Right? It's way easier than working hard, okay? And if you have really determined that there's something you want to change, shift, or grow, now you have to push through that uncomfortable piece. Now you actually have to be responsible to make some steps to do that hard work. So because a lot of times we'll do this based off of fear, I'm going to put a couple of links to some podcasts that we've done specifically on fear to dig into maybe what you're really afraid of. But I really want you to start looking at, first of all, like I said, identify what that area is for you. What is that thing that you keep? For me, I'll I'll just throw myself out there right now. The thing that I keep saying that I want is massive speaking career. And it's the thing I do that put the least amount of effort into, mm-hmm. right? And I always have these excuses and I kind of sabotage that whole piece of my business. Yeah. Because I am fucking terrified. Yeah. I am so scared that it won't actually end up happening. So, and you know, as I work on it and I'll work with my coach about it, I'm able to kind of untangle that a little bit more. But I want you to identify, first of all, what's that area for you? And then second of all, what are you afraid of? And usually that happens when you sabotage, when you reach out to the ex, when you opt not to go to a business networking group that you think is going to make a massive change for you. There's usually a fear that's happening right when you choose the sabotaging behavior. So what is it in those moments? What is really happening? Hmm. You know, and so sometimes it's around worthiness. It's a lot of times it's around worthiness when we sabotage with addiction type of behaviors like addiction to food or alcohol. There's usually something in fear of addressing what's really going on with you. We don't want to feel our emotions. We don't want to feel sadness. So we will turn to something that numbs it. Oh, yeah. You know, we do that with like chronic gaming or drowning yourself in a Netflix series or you know, numbing out on Facebook, anything that is a deliberate, I don't want to address something is usually a sabotaging behavior that is motivated from a place of I'm afraid of something. 
Like, what if I'm not really worthy? What if I go after this thing and I don't get it? What if I approach dating again and I get rejected over and over again? So start working with that fear. And I will mention too that I don't cover any of this stuff in the actual cheat sheet that you're getting. So you will want to, you know, take some notes and kind of think about this preliminarily prior to getting into that cheat sheet because the cheat sheet is going to help you with a lot of your day in and day out stuff that's happening for you. Can I ask a quick question? Sure. How do you balance what is like adequate relaxed downtime and what is putting something off? Well, that's a great, that's a great question. And I would say probably the first piece is your intuition. Like intuitively, I know that I've made a shit ton of excuses about my speaking stuff. So I know that I am avoiding, right? So my intuition is definitely telling me, like I, I'm not fooling myself basically, right? Right. I, my, my question, I guess, is that, you know, as a saboteur, like as that alter ego or oui, oui. devil on your shoulder or whatever you want to say, right? Right. That gremlin, it, it's easy to misconstrue what is, deserve this downtime or versus you don't really need to do that right now. Right. Right. Yes. So like that's a, a nuance. Yeah. That's that your inner speak talks to you through. Sure. So that's why I asked that question is I think that's probably that's where I get caught. Yeah. And there, so you're not going to like this, but there's no definitive answer to that. And <laughs> it's very unique case by case. Sure, sure. And I think what what it really comes down to is moderation and chronic ways of being. So for instance, there's no problem to, you know, vent and complain about a situation that was really frustrating for you. That's very different than having a way of being of constantly complaining. Oh yeah. Like you just are a complainer. Same is true for, I'm going to let myself, you know, have an hour to dick around on Facebook is very different than Every day when I get home, instead of going after this new career field that I'm really interested in, I zone out on Facebook for four hours every single night. So it's where it becomes habitual. And that's really a perfect segue to what we're going to talk about that's on the worksheet because we're looking at chronic ways of being. And a lot of that can be analyzed through your day in and day out behavior what you actually do each mm-hmm. day. What do your days look like? That's why I'm always talking about when you look at your calendar and your agenda, you're looking at the most important things in your life. So if your spouse isn't on there, if your kids aren't on there, if your self-care isn't on there, like you're looking at your priorities. So your behavior in, day in and day out, that is that in alignment with what you really want for your world. And I'll tell you this kind of concept really hit home for me many years ago when I found myself kind of in the dumps, kind of sad and kind of depressed and and through working with my coach at the time. And this was many years ago. This was prior to the pod. This was prior to even getting involved in theater arts. I was looking at my day in and day out life and I was going, oh my God, All of the things that I know that are healthy habits for me, like getting out of the house 
and <laughs> being yeah. with other, yeah, I, mean, I mean, that's a reality of running your business from home Sure, is Absolutely. isolation. And so I realized that I really wasn't honoring human connection, which I knew fueled me and lit me up. I wasn't doing creative projects, which are imperative to my health. I wasn't taking care of my body or doing morning rituals to start my day off well. So a lot of my habits were incongruent with what I was saying I wanted. Mm-hmm. So okay. we're, we're going to, through this next little section, we're going to start lining those things up. Oh, cool. But you really have to look at, first of all, where are those major sticking points for you? What category of life? Is it diet, exercise, wellness, career, money, relationships, friendships? Like Pick one. Yeah. Nail down <laughs> or nail down a handful. Usually yeah. we have a couple that are more potent at different chapters of, of our life, sure. right? Obviously mine right now would be career. It's, I've been sharing about the speaking stuff. So where is that? I always get in my own way around this particular issue. So then we're going to, what we're going to do, and you'll see this in your worksheets is we're going to start analyzing your behavior and environment and self-talk. And we're going to start looking at your day in and day out habits. And we're going to look at keeping them, stopping them or starting them. And you'll see this in that that cheat sheet where you can write them out and then you can kind of graph it out really easily. So be sure you get your hands on that. Plus there's a little segment where I kind of review this a little bit. So it gives you a little more perspective and some examples and such. So so definitely take take a hold of that. I'm glad you have a cheat sheet for this one. I know it's yeah. it's because we're we're taking a lot of data. There's a lot of things that we do in in our lives on a daily basis that we can very easily start to tweak. You know, if you know that, for instance, uh, get like for you, you know, getting up earlier and working out in the morning, it works for you. Yeah. That really works for you. So on your sheet, you would definitely write keep, you know. Okay. That is, that's a way that I support what I want instead of getting in the way of what I want, which is what we do when we sabotage. Right. Right. And that doesn't mean that getting up early is fucking rainbows and waterfalls or that you can't wait every time you wake up. But it's I'm pushing through this discomfort because I recognize what's happening and I'm in service of a greater goal. Yes. Right. That's right. So the thing you really want. Exactly. So there's also an element, again, to give yourself compassion that. You probably aren't always going to want to eat the damn kale and you're probably not always going to want to get up <laughs> at 630 or you're not going to want to not text your ex or stop stalking his Facebook page. So know that there's going to be that resistance because of the ease of giving in, the ease of sabotaging. It's easier to do that. For sure. Is what I'm saying. So here I want you to start looking at three major categories. Okay. I want you to look at your behavior each day. So an example, if you have been beating yourself up about getting back in the dating game, but you stalk your ex out on Facebook or you stalk his new girlfriend or wife or boyfriend or whoever on Facebook, and that is occupying your time and energy, that right there is an example of self-sabotaging behavior. Mm-hmm. Okay, that is something you are doing and you can choose to do something else. Hashtag can't let go. <laughs> right. <laughs> Thank you, babe. 
So another, let's see, another example would be if you know that you hate your job, you really want to make a new career transition, and you know that you have a a ton of resources, podcasts you could listen to about changing careers, or you could start researching different fields of study or degrees or industries, and you choose every day to come home and play Xbox or veg out watching Netflix or television or play your game or whatever. That is a behavior that you are choosing, that you can now start to choose something else. And that over time becomes your habits, right? So I want you to start analyzing your particular behavior, your choices of action, and start labeling them keep, stop, or start. So an example of a start might be looking back and going, you know what? And so this is something I did for myself. I know that if I have a little morning ritual of burning incense and having my coffee, and I usually draw a little goddess card, I do like a little hippie situation, I kind of have this little morning pattern that I do that really sets up my my day for success. So, nice. so that one now is definitely a keep. I'm going to keep doing that. But there was a time when I had to, to start back doing that. So just a great way to look at that is to look at things that worked well in the past. Like if you know, oh my gosh, I, I do so much better when I take vitamins every single day or when I stretch. You know, if you have ailments where you know stretching every, oh, I remember I used to do that four years ago and that made such a difference. That's a start. You're going to start that up again. It's going to be very easy, the stuff you need to stop. Like, okay, well, I'm going to try to stop smoking. I'm going to stop drinking at night or I'm going to stop. Crack pipe. Stalking my ex. I'm going to stop texting my ex. I'm going to stop zoning out of, you know, those are very easy. But the way to look at what, what might I want to start doing is to look at what are the things that you know you work well with. So for instance, when you and I have talked about fitness and how we take care of our own personal health and wellness, it looks very, very different from one another. It's very different, yeah. So I know I thrive by doing home workouts. So I know if I'm going to start working out again, I know not to say, okay, let me go buy a gym membership. That's not going to help me stick to that habit. Right. Right. You know, that's exactly what you need to do. And you need to do it early in the morning. So you can kind of look back at like, when was I really jazzed or really on top of my health and fitness? When was I really on top of my goals and my ambitions? When was I really on top of who I wanted to be in a relationship or, you know, is there anything that you can recollect of here's daily habits that worked really well? Yeah. Right. The second thing that I want you to pay very, very close attention to is environment. So this, and when when I say environment, I want this to be synonymous with your choice of friendships, your tribe. A lot of times it's your workplace. And your workplace, you can really start looking at, are there there people, for instance, if you really want to lose weight, but you're used to hanging out and going to lunch with everybody at at your office who makes really poor choices, they laugh at people and make fun of people who care about their health and wellness, that's your choice right there. 
to surround yourself with an environment that is not supporting your goals. So can you still make positive choices? Sure, of course. But you're making it a shit ton harder on yourself by having these people in your life or this this environment around you. So that piece is looking at, are there elements to my day in and day out habits and life that I could alter in some way, either scaling down on relationships or not being available to go to lunch with certain people or taking time to journal or work out during lunches or evenings or whatever. So just know that whoever and whatever you spend your time with and you occupy your time with, you're saying these are the this is the important energy for me to be around. So is that true? Are you choosing positive energy around you? Are you choosing supportive people? Mm-hmm. So that's another piece that I want you to start looking at. And then the third element is your self-talk because that's another conditioned habitual behavior of day in and day out, how you are speaking to yourself. And I will also put links to some, you know, kind of inner self-talk. Typically we'll call it, you know, your inner shit talker. So I'll put some links to specifically around self-talk to help you with that. But a lot of times these will all be tied together. So there will be behaviors or elements to your environment, who you're surrounding yourself with that either help or hurt your self-talk. Yeah. Right? Yep. So for instance, you we all have those family members that we just start talking mad shit to ourselves because we're just so uncomfortable being around those people. Right? They bring out the worst in us. We start second guessing ourselves. We start feeling awful. We start being motivated by guilt. And then all this negative self-talk starts to filter in. Or perhaps there's behaviors like every time you zone out on Facebook for four hours the next day, you're so mad at yourself. Like you're just so mean. I'd be mad too. Four hours on Facebook's a lot. I mean, it, 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 but it can happen. It can creep up like that. You're like, whose fucking vacation photos are these? <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, who are these people? And they say there's not a time machine. It's a, it is such a total time machine. But so are there certain behaviors or people that you surround yourself with that either help or hurt your self-talk? So that's another avenue, another vehicle to start analyzing. Because yes, of course we beat ourselves up about shit all the time. But if there are behaviors and actions or people and environment that we can control and scale down or say no or shift or alter, oh my God, why would we not make our job easier? Right? Right. right. Especially if they are becoming chronic where we're talking habit, where this is happening constantly day in and day out. So that's what I want you to do. That is your action plan or that's your your step by step is to figure out where are the areas that you self sabotage what is happening when you actually do that and are there is there a fear related are you actually afraid of something and then i want you to take out your worksheet and i want you to start looking at the habits that you need to keep stop or start and the places to look are to examine the your behavior and action your environment or the people you surround yourself with and your self-talk and look at what in those categories do I need to keep, stop, or start? 
Nice. And then after you've identified all of that on your cheat sheet and kind of written it out and looked at that, I want you to create some sort of action plan. Like how do you take that from paper into your daily life and, and, and really start small. I would not, I wouldn't go like, okay, I'm going to wake up early and I'm going to work out. And then I'm going to go research this brand new career and I'm going to start dating and I'm going to start doing, just start small, calm down. Like don't, you don't have to get too freaked out about it. Just start creating an action plan. Start with one particular category and look at what could I do? Maybe if I start doing a quick guided meditation, I can get a new app on my phone, on my smartphone, and I can listen to that for five minutes every morning. And that's something I know I can change. And I know when I used to do it, it would set me up for a successful day. That's a small step. That's a very, very small step. Yeah. And then you can always, as soon as you conquer a new habit that you wanted to have inside of your regular schedule, then you can go and pick another one and go, okay, cool. That really does foster my growth or fosters more of an alignment with the things I want in my life versus what I do not. Okay, cool. That works. That's awesome. And then this one, I'm going to try doing this thing. All it is, you guys, all it is is action. That's it. It's moving past what's easy in the moment and changing a different course of action. And also please know that we're talking about massive decades of change in some cases, right? So if you do find where you zone out on Facebook for four hours, or you do make that poor text choice to your ex, or you do eat the entire pizza, or you do something (laughs) sabotaging, one of my favorite personal mantras is from the book and movie, Anne of Green Green Gables, that was written by Lucy Maud Montgomery, and it says, tomorrow is fresh with no mistakes. I love it. And I use that all the time when I've had a rough day, when I wasn't a joy fucking junkie, when I was a little too cranky, when I let my inner critic get the better of me. (laughs) I always say tomorrow is fresh with no mistakes. So you can acknowledge that, okay, I sabotage. Bless your heart. My God, you're trying to change some very deep rooted behaviors and modes of of operandi. (laughs) Right. Right. So... Of course, you're going to have some setbacks. You're not going to always be flawless and, and perfect. Of course not. You know, uh, something else that might help here just on a neurological level is what triggers you. Like uh, when you look at the neurons of the brain, there's pathways that uh, electricity travels. Right, That's how our brain works. And we build these pathways and they start to become easy to travel down because they've been traveled before. Right. Right. So we have to, but the cool thing about our brain is you can change those pathways. Now you got to get out your machete and cut through the brush, Mm -hmm. right? And start creating a new path. But what are the, the big super highways that lead you down the rabbit hole? Mm. Right. And then think about, okay, what's the, what's the path less traveled and how do I start building a path down that way? Right. So looking at those things helps rebuild your neural pathways so that when you do get triggered by something like for me, like coming down a certain street on the way home makes me want to buy a candy bar. Oh, really? Because I go right past my favorite place to get a candy bar. Okay. 
And when I turn there, this trigger goes off in my head of, oh, it's candy bar time. Interesting. So I stopped going down that road. Okay. Right? So I've changed that neural pathway and my actual path. Pathway. <laughs> <laughs> right? Your so, literal pathway. My literal pathway. And I'm using that in the literal way. Not um, in the millennial way. That's right. <laughs> Drives me crazy. So that might just be something to add to that is look for those little triggers that take you down the bad paths and then make a different choice at that moment. I love that. I love that. And it's also so poignant and so paralleled to it being really hard to make a healthier choice. Like I would guess that the first time you started driving that different route, it was far more challenging than it is now. Right. So it's always like the first time you block somebody (laughs) or delete them from your phone that's the hardest because that is the most abrupt change to that neural pathway. Right. Right. Same thing. The the first day of your diet or the first day you lift weights is the fucking hardest. For sure. The first day that you stop, you know, the behavior of going, watching Netflix all day or whatever it is. The first day you decide to research a new career path instead is the fucking hardest. Right. Because you are cutting through all that brush to get where you're going, yeah. right? It's muddled. It's confused. You're not clear on where you're going. But the other pathway is so comfortable because it's like it's nice and paved and there's no bumps in the road. You know it well. You know how to sabotage. Right. Right? Right. Yeah. Exactly. So all of that to say, and I'm so glad that you brought that up, all of that to really underline compassion with yourself, compassionate with baby steps, sometimes even turtle steps that we're making some serious change with things that are really comfortable to stay the same, right? Yeah. So one thing at a time, sometimes one day at a time, sometimes one hour at a time. Hashtag turtle steps? Question mark? (laughs) All right, guys. So I think that's everything I have. Uh, Be sure, again, get your cheat sheet so you can really, really, exactly, get some change happening and it happens so much more. It's like magic when you actually write it out and you don't just think about it like, oh, yeah, 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 that'll be a good idea. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You got to get it out on paper. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Thank you for your input. Anything else? Nope. All right. That's it. So we will see you around these parts next week. So here is to loving and living your most badass life. Mr. and Mrs. Smith, out. Mm -hmm.